This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We are here for How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and I'm sitting here. He's already smiling. I love it. <laughs> I don't I can't know if he even, knows why. I can't even get to you, and you're already laughing, buddy. My, my gracious co-host, <laughs> Mr. Gavin DeGraw. Good to be here. So we have a new topic we want to discuss here. Uh, Dimitri is going to tee it up for you guys listening. Okay, so um, the other night, over the weekend... I went out with my family and another family. So it was, you know, my wife, myself, and the kids, and then another couple and their kids. And we went to this restaurant, and the guy, the other husband, when the waitress came around, he ordered first. He just jumped. She's like, oh, are you guys ready to order? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'll take. Uh, and then he ordered. Mm. And then when the food was placed on the t- like, to me, that I was, I was raised kind of old-fashioned. My father was a gentleman. It's like... And then when the food came and they put it on the table, he reached over and grabbed it. He ate before the kids ate. He ate before the, like, and then we, and so at that point, my senses were heightened. And then when we left the restaurant, he walked out the door first, like didn't hold the door for the women or for the kids. To me, as a guy, as a guy, as a dude, that's a deal breaker, man. Like I don't, the, there's few things that, that men are supposed to, that I think they have to do. And I think they have to be somewhat of a gentleman with, with women and with kids and the fact that this guy just started doing everything first, it's like, to me, I've lost all respect for you. Mm. Have you? How long have you known this guy? A while. Probably, I don't know, close to 10 years. Wow. So it, would he like be somewhat of a friend that you would hang out with quite often? Or is this your first time out for supper with this guy? He's done it before, but I feel like it's gotten worse. Got and, you. and to me, it's like, my schedule is so busy and the kids, like, I don't have a lot of time to hang out mm. yeah. in general. Yeah. So when I do, I want it to be people with, uh, I feel comfortable with that are, that are funny, that I respect. And now it's like, I don't even want to hang out with this dude because yeah, you don't enjoy I, it. he's rude to the waitress. Mm. Like the waitress comes over and goes, um, sir, can I get you another, can I get you another beer? He goes, no, I'm driving. And it's like, okay, A, you're not driving. I know that your wife drove and B, it's like, she's just, that's, she's doing her job. Yeah. Like why, why are you like. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're condemning her for asking you if you, that's her job is to ask you if you want another drink. And if she didn't do that, then you'd be like, I can't believe she didn't ask if I want another drink. Like, what's the problem? Right. What's the chip on so, your shoulder? So can I ask you a question? So I, I agree with you. I, I don't find his behavior acceptable. What is it about his behavior that really irritates you? That it's a lack of respect. It's a lack that he puts himself before his family. What is it mainly that's, that's like, you're not going to hang, clearly you're not going to hang out with this guy again. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, like I said, my, my father raised me a certain way. And I feel like it, it, you have, as a, as a guy, you have a responsibility to be a gentleman. And when you're doing that, I feel like you're taking advantage of other people. And I feel like you're just trying to put yourself first. And I think the world is crazy enough. I think there's a lot of bad people in the world. I think, what does it take to put someone first? What is it? What is like, why is that a big deal? Why? Like, he's going to get his food. You're going to get your order in. Like, why do you have to do it first? Why are you only thinking about yourself? For some reason, this is a pet peeve of mine, and it, mm. it makes me, it drives me nuts to see stuff like that happen. Can I jump in? Please. I got a devil's advocate for you. Okay, I've done both, by the way, of the things you're talking about. Not every meal, obviously. Um, but I've done the gentleman thing, and I've done the non-gentleman thing. And sometimes when I order first, it's when everybody looks confused about what to do. So I jump in. I go, hey, I'll do it because... I know what I want. That'll give everybody a minute to think this and that. You know I get that. And, that. and that was not because the case. I have an outward, very open. I'm, I'm very like forward in general. I'm socially aggressive, right? As you know, 
So, <laughs> so while other people are thinking and wondering what I'm going to order, I'll go, hey, I'll just, you know, you guys cool if I will, you know what I mean? But you at least prefaced it there. Not the case, though. This yeah, you prefaced yeah. it. Hey, guys, can I, I order? I, yeah. I'm ready. This was, hey, you are you know, guys yeah. ready to order? Yeah, I'll take the uh, the burger. Yeah, it's like, no, I, I get that totally. But also, that is a learned, that is a learned behavior. You know, if you're not brought up with that sort of thing around you. Let's say you didn't grow up going out to dinner where you're where your father would or your mother would teach you that there's a pecking order involved in that regard, or there is a, a certain thing, some form of chivalrous behavior at the dinner table. You know what I mean? Like I didn't go, I didn't go out to a whole lot of dinners growing up. Right. But, uh, you know and, what I'm saying? So, so some people that's their for, they're the first generation of, of spending money. So they haven't even learned that behavior yet. So it, it may seem archaic to people who grew up with more money in their pocket. Right. I'm just I'm just no, no, being and, devil's and, advocate, and here, I get so what you're saying. But I think to there's, me, it's, there's some level that that, that makes that makes sense. But I I to me I don't think it's I guess I referenced how yeah. I was brought up in the sure. But to me, it's just a matter of putting yourself first. I don't disagree with you at all, and I think that whatever that behavior was, obviously he certainly sees himself as the most important person person in the room, probably everywhere he goes, right. Yeah. So and so. and and I I mean that's a whole another personality type. Rick, what you got on this one? You have you have a wife and kids. I think he sounds like a dick. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should, you should, you should. Rick, my straight shooter, right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. not yeah. hang out with that guy again. Wait, me or the guy? No, the yeah. guy. Oh, great. Not okay. you, Dimitri, yeah. or Gavin, or Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, completely disrespectful to his family, oh. to his wife, to his kids, and to his guests, or to you and, and the other people that are at the dinner right. table. I think that's completely disrespectful, right. and to the waitress and the 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 restaurant that you went to. Right. I mean, she's or he, uh, the waitress, is they're working their ass off trying to make a living, you know. And I think whether it's somebody that's at McDonald's or Wendy's or at the finest restaurant in Paris, it you treat that person the exact same way. And, right. And Agreed. I agree with you. I don't think there are, I think there are a lot of people out there that are putting themselves first now um, because they think they can for some reason. I don't mm. know. Like I've always kind of, uh, you know, experienced similar, a similar situation, but it's, mm. it's just, it's wrong. Rick, would you, like wrong. To, would you like to come to uh, Do you want to eat dinner? <laughs> are we tonight, going, are we right, going boys, tonight? Let's go, hey? Wait till you reach for a chicken wing before everybody else. <laughs> Dimitri's going to rip your head off. <laughs> no! I agree. Go with ahead. Enjoy honey, your chicken wing. Yeah. Honey, get in the car. We're leaving. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I agree totally. with what you guys said. I agree exactly. I'm not going to yeah. say much more on it. I think yeah. as, a, as a husband to my wife, I want her to feel safe and protected at all times. Right. And that I put her first. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, what yeah no, I was going to say, I mean, our responsibilities as parents or adults when there are children around is to teach them the right way. And obviously it sounds sure. like your parents and your dad specifically taught you that, that way. And, and if we're at a dinner table and my kids are there or with other families and, mm. and that kid's doing, you know, the dad's grabbing the food, you know, I, I definitely don't want my children to think that that's normal. And I have three mm. daughters and one son and I don't want him to think. Yeah, you know, I want him to, to understand that, and, and it's not just a chivalry thing. It's not just men and women. It's not just adults and kids. How about just think of someone else before you well, think of yourself? I, I've been on I some agree. vacations with some friends and family, and and there are times when my kids' food comes, and somebody in the party goes and grabs the French fry or the or the chicken wing or whatever off of their plate before my kid can even like go. It's my kids' food. Mm. And they're in there swooping up to grab mm. the French fries or swooping up to grab the... Ch it's like, mm. absolutely yeah. not. No. I also do think on this, if we 
honestly, if you see somebody doing something that's inappropriate, um, it's on us to also step in and change that. Otherwise, we're just enabling it. So I'm so true. with the fork. Yeah, like if, if stab him with the fork and stab him with the fork or hit him with the check. Yeah, man, you're that's the number exactly. one guy here, right? Yeah. I mean, here's one order. Dude, both clearly, of clearly, you, you ordered here. You, you you were an alpha when the check came, were you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so here you go. <laughs> four. So true. He's driving, so we should just drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, but I agree. I've, I've, yeah. I've been on teams where I've played with some guys that aren't that polite, and it's I can't just you, you know you can't enable that behavior, and maybe it causes a rift. But hey, like you need you wrestle to wrestle them. Huh? Yeah, this arm wrestle you right don't here. Pass it yeah. to him during the game. Just like, jump yeah, over, right. just jump over the table. But you can say, dude, You're like skate like, by him. You're like, remember that time you didn't? No, you can say, you can say. <laughs> No, you should Hello, Mr. Manners. <laughs> Do you His think you got actually... Manners. Last name's Manners. Would you say something? Would you say something? If it's if it's really... Like, if it's just a small little thing that you notice and you just catch wind of it once or something, okay, maybe not. But if it's, if it's blatant and this guy's being ignorant and you can see on the person that it's affecting, you know, like, then you have to step in. Or you, you say something to that, the person that it's affecting. Like, I, I apologize for him. That's not the way we are. I, um, I have done yeah, that. That's yeah, that's I have done that. Yeah. So what Maybe is, it's a hard scenario to be in. You got to get to the dinner. You know, yeah. you, you may have to see them again in the neighborhood. You want to check them, obviously, verbally, but there's a way to do it. I mean, does the guy live in your town? You're going to bump into him? Yeah, yeah he'll see, see him again. again. What if you saw a husband being inappropriate to his wife? Would you say something? That's a tough I one would. too. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, but it's, I, I it's, wouldn't be aggressive about it because I think men, we'll when defensive. someone's aggressive towards a man, they be they, they're yeah. aggressive back. But I think it's like, right. hey, hey, come on, man, like that's yeah, lighten that's up. a little strong. Yeah, and also I, the thing that bothered me a lot, you're saying he's being obnoxious to the server. That pisses me off to no end. You know what I mean? I've worked, I have worked, <laughs> I have worked in restaurants before, and man, I mean, you know. I mean, I remember I, I served a guy. He was being such a douche to me. I was 21 years old. I just moved to New York City. I'm wearing my ridiculous, you know, waiting tables uniform that I had to wear. And the guy was being such an absolute douche to me, right? It was him and his girl. And I just stopped. Finally, I just stopped because he was being so disrespectful to me. And I said, hey, man, is this your first date? And he said, <laughs> what? I said, is this your first date? And he was like, uh, uh, I shall ask your date. Is this your first date? <laughs> and she said, yes, it is. I said, I just wanted to let you know. And I looked at the guy. I said that my uniform comes off. That's all I'm going to tell you. And it was just so irate. You know what I mean? Because he was just he was just stepping on the person that he thought he could step on in that scenario. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing. There's no smaller person than the person who takes the opportunity to just step on the one person they think that they can in the room. That's do you think he thought disgusting behavior? Do you think he thought you were suggesting a three-way? Is this your first date? This uniform comes <laughs> totally. off. Totally, I started with my belt. <laughs> <laughs> Start kicking off the boots. <laughs> I okay. get off at ten, by the way. Okay, okay, we're getting out of this one. Okay, let's get into some questions here. We have our a producer Danielle is going to ask us our first question. What you got? First question is from Hope. And she needs some advice. She has been together with her now husband for nine years. Two of those years, they've been married. And for those past two years, her husband has been sleeping on the couch. What should she do? So we're assuming this guy sleeps on overnight on the couch? 
Is that where it sounds we're going like with? it? Yeah. And she said he didn't before they got married. He didn't do that. Well, so she says they've been together for nine years, almost two of them married, but for the past two years. Yeah. So it sounds like. So as soon as they got married, he started sleeping on the couch. Yeah. That mm. that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. Have you ever heard me. the BB King song? The thrill is gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Elaborate for us, buddy. That's the only line you need to know. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, the obvious question for me, uh, other than if you've heard that song, uh, is uh, how big is the TV in the uh, bedroom, or is there no TV in the bedroom? What? Why are you going there? Maybe he likes to watch TV. He's right, maybe he's watching sports he's, he's on the couch and really, falls asleep. Maybe he's not yeah, really sleeping. Maybe something. he like needs a little bit of light on or something. Maybe he's afraid of the dark. Here, here's my thought. Is it possible? So many people put pressure on marriage. They were, they were together for seven years, no problem. And when you get married, the first thing everyone says is, oh, well, how's it different? How's everything different? So maybe he got nervous that things were going to change when they got married and so he's felt all this pressure. And now he's like, and now he feels like things have changed and it's not fun anymore. And I, I, it's too bad she's not a caller. If you're listening, call in. Because I'd be curious to know if, has she gone out there and like laid on the couch with him? Have, before this, were they, were they being intimate and now they're not? Like she could, and I'm not saying this is on her, but she could go out there and they could mix it up a little bit. Maybe he's like, if I just go in the bedroom, we're going to get into bed, we're going to have sex and then we're, and then we're going to, and it's going to feel a very repetitive. And this, is this yeah. what married life is like? So maybe if they mix it up, maybe if she went out there and they, you know, they cuddled, had sex, whatever on the couch and mixed things up a little bit. I How about like- a couch in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Just a separate section. I Done. feel like we're- the bedroom, or, the, or a bed in the, in the living room. <laughs> what are those pullouts that college kids have? Trundle yeah. bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Did, are you guys just avoiding that something is not right here? I, that's no, what I was going to touch it's on. Like, so yeah. there's definitely something not right there. I mean, if you marry somebody, if you were somebody for nine years and you're married for two, there should you should have an attraction to want to go to bed with that person, to, to fall asleep with that person, um, certainly to be intimate with that person, but fall asleep with that person and wake up next to that person. And if they're, if he's resisting that and fighting for let me sleep on the couch, I mean... That's a pretty cold relationship, in my opinion. But it's weird that it started almost to the T of when they got married. Like, I mean, what really nothing changes besides paperwork when you get married, if you've been together that long. So something triggered that, that it's almost to the T, almost to the day of when they got married. So I don't know, is he, is he, is he having an affair and he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want sex with her anymore? I don't know. But there's something that's strange to me that it happened as soon as they got married. Yeah. So what does she do? Well, I, see, you could answer that one way, but I also don't think it's just on her. So the easy thing to say would be, well, she can try and entice him. She can be, and both partners need to do that. So she can try that. She could try and entice him with some lingerie or some candles or not allowing him even to turn a TV on, like put some music on and connect, do something. She could try that. I believe it's on both partners to try things when partners aren't connecting but also from his from the dude standpoint i mean he's got to put in some effort let's be real like you that's that's disrespectful to your partner imagine if she was sleeping on the couch and you were in bed like how would that make you feel he wouldn't be happy with that so that's a good point this this can't make her obviously she's reached out this can't make her feel good just in general like that'll affect her next day she gets up she's like my husband doesn't want to get into bed with me like that that's that's feeling yeah i have a question what about the old school relationships you hear about where some of the husbands and the wives, they sleep in different rooms even? Or maybe she smells. 
<laughs> Maybe she smells good. Once again, buddy, I listened to her first couple of podcasts. I love your hypotheticals. Like, <laughs> I basically, I, I got she into this. To brush your teeth before bed, and he doesn't want to, her mouth breathing on him. Uh, she has an idea. <laughs> See, I got a stretch. In, I got into doing, like, I signed up to do these podcasts to ju- join the show to like impact and serve people and have some laughs and, 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 and grow and like learn myself. But now it's changed to just hearing hypotheticals come out of your mouth. Hypotheticals are important. Uh, oh, I know. You've, I mean, you've displayed that. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't, I don't know what the answer to this is, but I, I think he needs to make an effort. Otherwise that, that marriage is not heading in the right direction. And I, and I think the question is, has she like, has she said, listen, what's wrong? What's happening here? By the, yeah, by the sounds I, what she has. I, I agree. I mean, I think it all starts with a conversation. You need to find out what where they are in in their marriage, you know, and and where they are in life. Like maybe he's bummed out and he's sitting on the couch and he doesn't want to interact because if he opens up to her, then maybe he has to tell her how how bad work is or how bad his you know his childhood was or whatever that is. And he's trying to figure this out right now. And maybe he feels stuck in a situation where he got married and maybe he wants to get out of it, but he doesn't know what to do. And so he's trying to show it in another way without having a conversation. So he's yeah. basically sitting on the couch, blowing her off, which is not the right thing to do, and avoiding it at all costs. Not saying that's the right thing, but that is some ways that people do interact and want to try to get their point across. I have a follow-up question to this question. Um, do you guys have a TV in the bedroom? And do you believe it's right or proper or okay to have a TV in your bedroom? Man, you're single. Gavin's got one in every room of the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. You probably have one in the bathroom. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, bed, bedroom, bedroom TV. Uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, yeah, it depends. I mean, I, but I've, I have stayed places extended periods of time where there was no TV in the bedroom, and I would sleep on the couch just because I, you know, was having a hard time falling asleep and leave the TV on. You kind of wake up and you know don't wake up. I, I, I have a very, very uncomfortable sleep. Uh, schedule so I wouldn't it's hard for me to weigh in and have anybody understand my sleep schedule because I'm in different time zones every other day um sometimes I'm working late at night you do a show you won't be sleeping for another eight hours just because you're wired you know you've done that I actually I actually to the ice hockey thing but I I was different I I actually had a way because that was that's an issue right if you big time big time issue so how I dealt with that like yeah if you're a performer you're performing in the evening yeah. And it finished, game finishes at 10.30 at night or whatever. Oh, I yeah. would continue, I would work out after games. Right. Because you're so ramped up, like you're saying, you do a show, you're yeah. ramped up. Crowd's fired up, your intensity's oh, going, yeah. your adrenaline's going. And then the, the the show ends or the game ends like that. What do you do with all of that energy still? If you yeah. don't do anything, I would, I, so I learned in my career, I'd go work out for 30, 40 right. hour, hour and a half sometimes after a game to get the rest of that out so I could go home and right. just pass right out. <clears throat> yeah, that's an issue for me. Uh, the other thing is, I have another question about the guy uh, because since since the job, the type of job that, I, that I've got, you have, um, has to do with being around people all the time. When I get that opportunity to be alone, even if I'm dating somebody, I'll, I'll just want to be by myself for hours. You know what I mean? I need some alone time. I, get that. I need to decompress because throughout the day, you you had a great day, but you're you're mingling with people, you're working, you're seeing your team, you're spending your day with your band, your crew, your fans, right? And you need that sort of, at least I do, I need that hermit time. So if I was to say, not even a plan, like I want to sleep on the couch just because I kind of just, 
I need to be just watch some TV and zone out. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be a reflection on the person I'm with. It would have to do more like I need some alone time. You but know after I mean? two years of doing it, <clears throat> yeah, that's that, tough. That's, that's that's a real problem. That's right there. an issue. Yeah, that's the thrillers gone. So let's go, <laughs> let's go back to let's go. Back <laughs> I, to, uh, I, I do have a Rick comment on the TV. I do have a comment on the TV in the in the bedroom. Yeah. So yeah. I used to have a TV in the bedroom. We recently did some stuff to our house, and we do not have a TV in the bedroom. We did put the plugs and area to have a TV in the bedroom, mm-hmm. but we've decided not to put a TV in the bedroom because mm-hmm. it, A, we have our phones or our devices, an iPad, iPhone or whatever, but mm-hmm. we, it, it actually brings or gives that opportunity to be intimate or to have a conversation. So yeah. if you walk in and your wife or I'm watching sports center and my wife's watching news or whatever, it like, it immediately <clears throat> like takes away from any sort of that Oh, Hey, how was your day? What's going on? You know, how was work or mm-hmm. how was in Los Angeles or how was wherever? And so to me, and, and we've sort of decided recently that, like, Hey, should we get the TV? And it's like, no, you know what? We kind of like how it is right now. You know, it's, right. it's, a, it's good. You know, we actually have more conversations. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like on a Sunday when the kids are downstairs watching, you know, cartoons or whatever, or a movie, I definitely want to come up and catch the masters or whatever, but that, you know, I can watch it on my phone. Um, but in terms of relating to my wife or mm. a significant other or whatnot, I feel like not having a TV in the bedroom actually does a lot of good. Yeah. Have you never been intimate to an old episode of Everybody Loves Raymond? Oh, I love <laughs> you that. You have? I've, I, I'm, I'm a, I, have TV, I've, I have TVs in a lot of rooms. I definitely have a TV in the bedroom. Um, and we will, more times than not, we will put it on. And um, it's usually, I can't fall asleep if I'm watching something new. So mm. I can't put on like, you know, something new that I'm following, a new a movie that I haven't seen. It has to be like an old episode of something and I can mindless that I can hear it and fall asleep. Mm. Um, and, and my wife likes that too. She watches. it. We don't always have it on, but we will often put it on. Um, and there are times, well, we're where we won't and we'll talk and whatever, but it, it, be, it become, it became a habit where we would turn it on and just leave it on for a while. And sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and realize it was still on and turn it off. And that kind of bugged me a little bit, but I don't know. It's a comfort for us. Yeah. I, we don't have mm. one. I have never had a TV in my bedroom my entire life. Um, so for me, that's a hard no. My mm. my thought on a bedroom is for two things. It's one, where it's going to go on. You're looking at me like I got three heads. Uh, describe the on. Where we're we're going to have some fun as a couple, buddy. Oh, got it. As Again, a so, so you're going to watch that? TV? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, like maybe never watch done that uh, with an a old movie episode together, or something. Like I've never done that with an old episode of something. No, <laughs> I recommend it. Um, <laughs> so it's it's for it's for being intimate or it's for sleeping, you know. And I even have, personally, we even, like my wife and I even set a rule that there's no emails or Instagram or social media when you walk in the bedroom door. Mm-hmm. Your phone is off. You're not doing work. Um, and that's kind of our sacred no work, no whatever. That's a connection, a place for connection. Because it's very easy for it to go, us to go to our devices or to a TV and to have that that connection or that intimacy fizzle even just a little bit year after year after year until you're just very separate people sleeping in the same room. Mm. Or as Amy, you said, sleeping in different rooms. I, I sleep Close. very little. I go to sleep at like 11 between 11 and 12 is when I fall asleep and I'll wake up around five. five. When I first met my wife, I was, I'm like you, Rick, I'm early to bed, early to rise. 
fish like hell and make up lies, right? You know what I'm talking about? Totally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm an early to bed guy. We'd have to get up early and practice, work out, perform. So for me, and we should do a whole episode on this because people struggle mightily with sleep. For me, rest is a weapon. Rest is a weapon. It's the number one thing that I prioritize in my life. More than fitness, more than nutrition, I prioritize sleep. So if I don't get proper sleep the night before, the next night, it's high priority. I have to have it. And I try and get nine hours a night. I don't have kids. We don't have kids. So I can do that. I'm in control of my sleep. But nine hours a night, um, and then the next day, I don't miss if I get nine hours. If I get anything less than seven, it starts to shift. And they've actually done studies on, I think MIT did a study, um, they had a group of people they deprived, sleep deprived. They had a group of people that they fed fast food to, and they had a group of people that they could not exercise, and they tested these people over a duration of time. And I think it was after one week of being sleep de- deprived, that group uh, became pre-diabetic. It's mm. incredible what sleep does to your body, how it helps you perform, and how it limits your performance. Sleep, mm. like I said, rest is a weapon. Mm. And I will tell you, I, I'm saying what I sleep, and... Maybe it sounded like I was giving Rick a hard time. I don't sleep well. I don't necessarily get five hours sleep because I want to. I don't sleep well. And if I go away and I'm in a hotel room, if I'm out of town for work and I have a hotel room myself, you think, oh, this is it. I'm going to sleep in. I don't. I just, for some reason, I wake up a lot. And I and so I, I would sleep I'd be very interested in figuring out how to get better sleep. Yeah. But, and I know the first thing everybody's going to say is get the TV out of your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Or so, find okay. a couch, you know. You know right. what? <laughs> couch, man, couch for sure. <laughs> um, but I think we should dive into, especially you, buddy, if you have trouble sleeping. Big time. Uh, if sleep is in line, you are mm. rested, you will make better nutrition dis- choices, you yeah. will make, make uh, you're more likely to be active and work out, mm. and also your cognition level, your thought process at work is going to be a lot better, and you're probably a lot better around yeah. your family. Well, the funny thing is, I always slept great in school. <laughs> Just great. <laughs> In school? In school, man. I went Maybe lights turn on a out, math man. Class it was night. amazing. <laughs> no, I don't sleep well at all. I see I I I have a uh, my mind, right? It, it 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 has a hard time relaxing. Um and so I it, it's not anxiety. I just have like a ton of ideas at all times. Um and so and so I I have uh it's hard to shut off, you know. Um and um I don't know actually. No, that's, no, that's what I'm like. Like I, when I get yeah, to my bed, my brain is just just constant, constant ideas. When constant. I, yeah, but it, when you get to bed, is is do you not focus any like attention on? I need to shut this system down, power this system down, so it can perform again tomorrow. It's really hard for me because I, uh, I basically go until I can't. Uh, essentially, I'll go until I can't stay awake anymore, and that's just kind of how I, how I, I live, and um. Like I'll stay awake till my eyes are just watering. You know what I mean? And then I go, okay, I'll probably be able to fall asleep now. You Have know? you ever tried reading? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do picture books. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have yeah, to I mean, be actually yeah, like yeah, letters. Yeah, that's I mean, you better. Can, you <laughs> can, <laughs> do you have anything with crayons? You okay. can see what Yogi Bear's doing. <laughs> before we get down, <laughs> before we get down a rabbit hole, there we got to go. I love break. that. 
Welcome back to How Men Think. My name is Brooks, and I've got Gavin eating. What's up, man? Gavin's eating an organic nutrition bar slash yeah, chocolate, chocolate chip, chip cookie. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Dimitri and Rick, and we have Amy and Danielle here, our producers. We have East and our engineer, and they're going to tee us up for something that we do not know what's coming. This is off the cuff. This happens quite often. I'll put on an outfit, and I'll say, how does this look? Fantastic. Yeah, Standard looks, answers. Go with that. I'm like, good? Or does it look good, good? Like, it looks good. And I'm like, okay, so damn it. really good so with that coat over top of it. <laughs> so, okay, let me, <laughs> let me go with this because this is something for dudes listening. This is something that I learned because I was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy. I was like, yeah, it looks good. Like, I, I never thought, yeah, how's my hair? Great, looks awesome. I never gave a lot of that stuff thought that it matters to my wife what my input is because. To me, it doesn't. If I put on a, a suit or something or a shirt or something, I'm like, how's this look? She says, ah, it's good. I'm like, great. Let's rock and roll. Um, but I have learned and been educated on that it does matter, that our words do matter, and also how we say them, how the intonation and the emotion behind it matters. So if she puts something on, she says, how does this look? Love it, babe. You look dynamite. She feels an immense sense of confidence and appreciation and like she is seen and that the effort she has put in has been noticed and that's something i've had to learn i was not naturally that way but i have learned that and i'm probably the married guys here can attest to that the single guy he has not learned it 100%. i haven't i have not gotten to that point where i'm like a dynamite and this and that but i have noticed and this may be a selfish point of view but i've noticed if we need to get out of the house and and i'm honest with my answers but if we need to get out of the house and she asks me how do i look and i say you look good i realize that she's going to go back in and change yeah if i say that looks really good i like that then I know we can leave. So if I, I obviously I don't want to go out and have her be uncomfortable or be in something that doesn't look good. But if I, I realize that there's a difference in how you say it. And if I say that looks really good, I like that. Then I know she's going to be comfortable and then she'll be, she won't think about it the rest of the night. Yeah. And I think that's to mm. your point. I think that's a nice thing to do is to give a little bit more than just that, that one canned answer of looks good. Let's go. I also feel like it's some, sometimes a setup, you know, like if they're saying, Hey, you look good <laughs> or how do I look? And then you say, uh, you know, I really like that other dress. Then it's like, you're all like, then it comes back to you to bite you no matter what's going on the whole entire night. Like you are screwed. I don't know if I agree. If you're well, being single, honest. Hold on. If you're well, being hold honest. On. Hold on. I want to touch on this because I actually just had this conversation with my brother-in-law about this thing. So he said, and uh, our female listeners or the women listening, you can weigh in on this. But he said that um, his wife, so my sister loves to be told what to wear. So he'll like lay out a red dress. He's like, babe, can you put that red dress on tonight for this date? Because you look sexy as hell in that dress. And she'll put that thing on, put some pumps on. Like she's looking good when they go out. It's going to be a great night. So I think for guys, you can instill confidence into a woman. Like when my wife will put something on, Rick, she'll put something on. I'm like, babe, put that other green one back on. That was sexy as right. Like throw that right. on. But if you do that and then she goes... I don't really feel like that wearing that tonight, and she doesn't wear it. Then to Rick's that's point, you're that's okay. Then, no, but then it's like, well, I gave you, and now I tried, and it didn't work, and now she wants, and then it, and then the the energy's off after. Well, that. and I think I the other agree. thing to add is also to what makes them feel good, right? What dress makes them feel good? If it's the red dress or the green dress, you know, like you may want the green dress, but when she puts that green dress on, and she's like, oh god, you know, the green dress just it's just not vibing, you know, yeah. and. 
then right there, she's going to make a decision herself. But you can also offer reassurance right there. Like, no. Like, because my wife yeah. does it to me. I'd put on like a suit or something, go to a hockey game. And she's like, ah, I don't think that one looks, but and then I'll put on saw a different tie. She's like, boom, go, babe. That is yeah. dynamite. I'm like, all right, let's rock and roll. Yeah. So like the the significant other can offer a lot of reassurance. And don't be afraid to say, no, I, I like this one better or that one better. Um, it helps. Direction, I believe, helps. All right, Jen's got another question from Athena. Athena wants to know, one day I want to get married, but I don't want to change my last name. Most men would never change their last name after marriage, but expect their wife to change hers. I've heard guys say it's disrespectful not to take your husband's name. I don't believe that's true at all. How do you guys feel about this subject? You guys are both married. Yeah. Um, to be honest, when we got married, I left it up to my wife. I, deep down, I really wanted her to take my name. Um, but I left it up to her. I didn't put any pressure on her. And I said, listen, actually, I didn't even say listen. I just let it go and, see, and decided to see what she would think. Um, she did bring up at one point, you know, you could take my name. And, <clears throat> I, you know, that I was not on board with. Was she, was she was semi-serious she with that? She, she wasn't expecting it, but she, I mean, she was semi-serious, but she wasn't. So, um, and I was like, well, here's the thing. I said, to me, being a, a guy, I feel... Like I have, a, I had a, a close relationship with my dad, and I feel like I would kind of be turning my back on the family and, and and the legacy that we have. So I I was not up for that, but I did not put pressure on her to take my name, even though that's what I really wanted. And she ended up doing that um, right away. Did she yeah. Did she come back and say, "Well, I had a powerful, strong relationship with my father, so why can I not honor his last name by?" No, she didn't. I, no, she didn't. Um, but I mean, if she did, then I would have been. I, w- I guess I would have been understanding of that. Um, you know what? So, okay, go ahead. go ahead. You know what some people do? Some people nowadays have been taking parts of both names. Oh yeah, I have friends that have done them. that. I have friends that have done that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I have trouble coming up with screen names for Twitter and stuff. I don't need to be concocting last names. Carlos mm-hmm. and Alexa Pena Vega. That's it. Yeah. Do you know them? They're yeah. very cool. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Carlos Pena was in Big Time Rush, yeah. and Alexa Vega is an actress and was from Spy Kids. Yeah, and they're fantastic. And I'm super used to their last name being Pena Vega now. Hmm. Would you ever do like dash huff? I I would probably not. No. Um, So the question was, do we find it disrespectful not to take your husband's last name? So right now my wife, Julianne Huff, does not have my last name. So all her legal documents, her passport, her uh, driver's license, everything, just say Huff. And everybody still refers to her as Julianne Huff. Um, I initially, to be honest, fully transparent when we first met and were got engaged and stuff we had this conversation and i was like i want you to take my last name i said that like i it was important to me yeah um and just over time of talking about it and what and what have you i don't think we ever before we got married we does or resolved the issue was was she gonna take my last name or not and then we got married and to me right now it's not that big of an issue so my wife does not have my last name we don't have any kids right now but she doesn't have my last name. And to me, it's not that big of an issue. Um, I will say I didn't think that at initially. I figured it would be an issue, but I'm surprised for myself now that it's not an issue. Um, but it'll be interesting to see when we have kids. When we have children, um, I would want them to have my last name, our last name. Do you think that she would want them to have Huff? Uh, I don't know. Maybe hyphenated. I'm not sure. You know what's fun about that? Huff-like. It sounds like like eight-ish. Huff, it's kind of tough-like. 
Huh? Huff Mike <laughs> is like uh, it's kind of a play yeah, on words. Ring to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. We I don't like one syllable last names either. I don't know why. I don't like one syllable. My last name is a one syllable last name. But. So this could be the this could be the stars of a line. You get help yeah. like. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know. You know what else is fun about you guys? Both of you. This is how I knew you were meant to be. Both of you have names that are pronounced differently than they're spelled. Huff oh. and like. If you just read them, you're you're saying hog or whatever. And what about rough? Like like rough like, is R O U G H. Huff, H O U G H. Wow, mind blown. Mind blown. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I just blew your mind. So what we did was but, we took my wife's maiden name and gave it to my oldest daughter as a middle name. Cool. So that kind of okay. Yeah, I don't know. I would to be to be fully honest, I would like my wife to have my last name, whether it's now or sometime in the near future or far future, but like. I would. I refer to the house as like the like household. Welcome to the like household is what I would say to somebody that comes in or something. Does she always? Um, does she yell from the back room? Huff, huff. No, I don't know. No, it's <laughs> it's oddly. I I'm actually kind of surprised that it hasn't become an issue in our relationship because I do, as a man, I take pride in the last name and being having that last name as the family name. Um, and especially when we have kids, I think that will amplify. I don't know for a fact, but I'm assuming it might amplify for me. Uh, but I think it'll always be an ongoing discussion. And listen, I'm not going to make my wife change her last name if she doesn't feel comfortable. But I don't think that creates a division within our relationship. So to Athena's question, I don't find it disrespectful. I'm obviously open to it. But at the start, yeah, it was a little jarring for me. So I said that, um, that I didn't put any pressure on and I didn't you know, ask. Had she decided not to, I think I, I would not have felt disrespected but i would have been probably severely disappointed yeah not in her but in the fact that that was because i'm like you i would have i like that to be you're a unit you know what i mean you're yeah a family unit and when people have different last names to me that just something feels a little off it's not disrespect but it's off to me yeah in yeah my situ- it was always just understood there was never a conversation it just was this is what you do yeah my it drives s- me insane though i have an apostrophe in my last name and whenever my wife is on the phone with the cable company or any telemarketer or anyone anyone she doesn't say when she spells the last name the apostrophe and I, i'm always in the background yelling there's an apostrophe <laughs> like <laughs> that would it have, drives me insane it would probably drive me insane too because it's your name yeah. you want your name honored and, and then spelled and the when they see it without the apostrophe they think it's the most bizarre name but the apostrophe separates the letters it's easier to read just use the apostrophe I have one thing I do want to say, and it's something that came to me just while I was traveling. Looking at the success of the last couple of episodes, the intimacy uh, episode with my wife, these kinds of things, I want to acknowledge just the fact that we have female producers running our show. So that's you, Amy, Tori, that's uh, Danielle, that's Hannah, um, and then Easton is the only male, aside from the panel, that's involved with this show. and. Our show would not even be remotely as successful without the female producers that we have. Would we, gentlemen, have ever picked intimacy as a topic to discuss? No. Never. No. Never. And then the amount of like feedback and emails and comments and insight we've received from the listeners has been incredible with how that's touched their lives and shaped their lives. And that is a testament to you, Amy, and to you, Danielle and Tori, and Hana. So thank you guys for making this show better because we wouldn't even be close to this without female producers. 
and you know it's that old saying that behind every successful man is a you know strong woman or successful woman and i think that's gone away because there's so many successful women that people don't use that phrase anymore but if you were to look at it i think women can do way better on their own and be successful and strong and men still do this is a prime example we still do need you know women behind us kind of you know giving us that that ability i mean like you said would we be sitting here doing this talking about these things and be headed in the direction that we're headed, which I think is, this is doing well, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> so, I mean, without them. So, I mean, it's, you're exactly right. Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away. I, I would have never got there. I have no idea what we'd be talking about, but I would have never got to something like that could be that, that could be that powerful without, um, Amy, you proposed it. So it's your, the kudos goes to you. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you. That was really an insightful thing that came to me while I was traveling. And I just want to say thank you to the, to the ladies that are involved in the making of this show. That means a lot. Thank you. Can I tell you something? I've been thinking about the test that you and Julianne took a lot since the podcast. And I can't get over how, when you are intimate, you're not going through a checklist when you know, these are like the seven things that get out of your likes. head. <laughs> You got to be going through so it. I, well, technically, it, when you're, are you talking about getting intimate, like sexually intimate? Yeah. Technically, all that blood flow shouldn't be going to your head. It should be going to somewhere <laughs> well, else. You so, know, these are the, like, the seven things but, that the, the results have yielded. I'm thinking like George know. Costanza here is like counterclockwise, the swirl motion like this. <laughs> the, the pastrami I, sandwich. She's going to come <laughs> on with us. And I think we make Ryan our guinea pig and you have to do the test. Okay. Would Mrs. Ryan come on with us? Maybe. Will you ask her? Sure. I'm concerned that Ryan can't get Brooks and Julianne's checklist out of his head now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a, were you a coachable kid? I don't know. When you played sports, did, if a coach said, I just want you to do this, did you just, like, I'm kind of like, are you just a soldier? If somebody just says, just do this, you no. will just follow. No. no? Well, so... It, this up that applies here if you read something do you have to strictly apply it no you still have the choice to decide does this work for me do i agree with this and do i choose to apply it yeah but but we're to me the conversation that we had when julianne was here was that you you admitted that one of the things you want most is to please you want her to feel satisfied so when you know the seven things that satisfy her most then it's not that you're some like soldier who's who's a robot. You you get pleasure out of her pleasure, and therefore you are presumably going to do the things that she loves most. So that's what I, I'm asking: is are you not thinking about those things that you, that you've found from the test throughout the time you're being intimate? But it's fine. If your wife Ryan, if your wife has this dish that she really loves to eat, and you have the recipe of how she likes it best. Will you only follow that recipe or will you just cook it up sometime? That's a very astute analogy. <laughs> That's actually, I was going food with this too. Yeah. And when I get the word astute out of you, I feel like I want yeah, something. So, no, uh, it's, it's going to contain the main ingredients, but maybe I might throw some cumin in there. <laughs> right. But are you thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm going off the recipe. This is so crazy. No, that's an interesting because I don't like to follow a recipe because I'm like, then it's just the recipe. This is what everyone else does. Like, I'm going to put my signature. You just answered on. your own question. So instead of checklist, let's call it a sexual recipe. How yeah. robotic is your sex life? Like, are you, 
like up just tell us like down. are you like thinking or are you just no feeling? not at all but i've never done that test like so I, I, I don't know what what the specific things that you found out from the test are so maybe it's more ambiguous than stay tuned everybody yeah. uh, let's put let's p- can we put ryan through the test 100 percent. and can we see that test because i want to see what's on his checklist sorry recipe <laughs> All right, I know we're running out of time. I have one last thing I want to just quickly get your guys' thoughts on, um, really because so many people have reached out to us on Instagram and, and to our email uh, with respect to Brooks and, and myself telling our own IVF stories. And I have a friend, um, a good friend, who just went through something that I think was really, really complex and dynamic and interesting. That I, I'm curious what you guys think about this. So basically... He's recently married. His current wife uh, is is divorced, and uh, the two of them desperately want to have children. Now, they have gone through two rounds of IVF together, my buddy and his his now wife, uh, and have been unsuccessful in all of the pregnancies up until today. So just recently, she said to him, look, we've gone through two more rounds of IVF. I'm getting older. I don't know that biologically and physiologically... The car, it's in the cards for us, but I really want to have a kid and I want to know if you're okay with the following. My ex-husband and I went through IVF as well. We have four embryos on ice that are fertilized, very strong embryos. Are you okay with me implanting one of those viable, strong embryos coming to term and us raising this baby together i really want to do that and this currently is the only way for us we've we've given it a good try we've failed two times what do you think now my buddy is just his head is spinning because he despises her ex and there are reasons for despising the ex and and is he going to be um is he, he going to feel as if Every time he sees this child, he sees her ex-husband. And on, on the, the flip side, it's he really wants to have a kid himself, and he wants to do right by his wife, who really wants to have her own child, biological child. But it, what do I, you do? I, I mean, I think at, at That's that a point, heater. I think at that point, you, you consider adopting and finding a child that needs a good home. If he has resentment towards the ex, um, I, I don't know that, like, I, I don't know. Can he can he shake that? Can he what look about at this you? child? Could, can, what about you? Could I? Yeah. If I had resentment towards my wife's ex, and then we—I mean, here's the thing. I guess maybe not because I was going to say yes. Probably I would have a problem with that. But here's the thing: if you were a stepfather, if this wasn't from birth, right? If you married someone that had um, a child with somebody else, and that husband or her ex was a jerk. Would I have a problem with the stepchild, or you know, or I probably wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it yeah. stepchild, but you know what I mean. Um, no, I would not. So, but you didn't have a choice in that. You, you know, this one is. I wouldn't. Now open, a I, I don't know that I would be able to open up that can of worms. I think there's so many babies out there that need a a, a home. But could I, you argue that they have four babies and bi- embryos on ice right now? We need a lawyer because isn't yeah. the child technically the ex-husband's child? Unless Ooh, he surrenders yeah, all the rights. Too. You sign, before you go through IVF, you sign away. You basically have to, they lay out to you, these are all the scenarios. Whether it's divorce, this is what's going to happen with the embryos. If it's 
one of the two parties is uh, dies tragically, you are you allowing the other half to have that child? Are you discarding them all com- completely, destroying Did them? Did you have to do all that? We had to do that. And the yeah. third option is, or do you donate it to science? Like yeah. everything. I mean, it's a 20 page document that you have to go through. And the other thing that, that I'm, you know, and I said that the other thing that I'm missing here is that this, the, the wife, your buddy's wife could feel very strongly about, well, why not that she wouldn't want to adopt a child in need, but she's saying, I have, I can have a biological connection to this child. You won't, but I can. So then you're telling her, that you don't want that's a, that's a tough one man. Uh, that's what i was going to talk about too so because how you guys both have children i don't how rewarding is it to see a reflection of the love of your life in a child like elements of your wife in your child must be just incredible. incredible i i hope like i can't wait to see that someday with my wife um but then also the thought of the ex who uh, you said he has resentment and a problem with to see that too, that's a, honestly, man, that's a super heavy one. Like that's a heavy, heavy life decision that, who I don't know if I, I don't know if I could get there. I, and I agree with you, Dimitri. I think there's many kids in the world, so many kids in the world that could be adopted. I don't know if I could personally get there to say, yes, use one of those other embryos. Um, but this is, I love this topic. This is heavy and I think it needs more time. I'd love to like, Amy, can we pick this up on another episode? Next so, week. Yeah, we're going to keep this going. I'd l- so, so yeah. Yeah, this is, this is heavy. So um, if, what are your thoughts on it? Please give, we're going to touch base on this again coming up. So send us your thoughts, men at iheartradio.com. This is how men think podcast. We want to get into topics like these. We want to help you guys and, and in, in the process ourselves, learn and share things. So, uh, men at iHeartRadio.com, do you believe that, or if it was your relationship, could you go ahead with now the embryo from an ex, or would you not? Um, also, you can hit us up on Instagram at How Men Think Podcast. Send us your comments there as well. Uh, that's it for today. We'll pick this topic up again. Till next week, take care of one another, love one another. This is How Men Think. Hey guys, it's Brooks. And one last thing before you take off, we want to know your thoughts, feedback, insights, and questions for us on this show. Send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and follow along with us on Instagram at How Men Think Podcast. And we'll see you back right here next week for the next episode.